Javier, welcome to the podcast. To, welcome to the Islam uh, Makachev special. Uh, so obviously we've been trying to get uh, Islam on the podcast, but you know his English and and he, he's worried about it and he wants to get better English and and rightfully so. I understand he's insecure about saying the wrong thing or coming across wrong. And it's a very important time in his career where he doesn't want to get misquoted or say something that could you know change how fans look at him. So I figured it'd be a good thing to do a spotlight on Islam and talk about, first of all, his fight with RDA coming up, what your thoughts are, how his training's going, and then we can kind of break down uh, Islam being at AKA since he came in until now, and, and you can share some insight on, on who Islam is, um, how he was in the beginning, how he's improved, and, and all this kind of stuff. So first, let's start with RDA. Uh, that, that fight got announced. He's fighting RDA finally. What are your thoughts on that fight? And uh, let's start with that. Well, you know, the, the fight got announced. It was RDA. I, I was talking, uh, I don't think I was doing it on your podcast, but I said to somebody that logically it, it was going to be uh, Benil or it's going to be RDA, ideally right. because of the way that the system works. Uh, Justin Gagey had lost to Habib, hasn't fought since then. Right. Michael Chandler just lost to the, the, the champion. The UFC traditionally puts the winners against the winners, the losers against the losers. So being that Justin lost, it makes sense that they put him with Chandler. And being that Benil won and also that Islam won and RDA won their last ones, it would fit normal that they would put one of them. Um, so I was uh, fine with whoever they gave us. I didn't care. I didn't care who it was. It could have been the champion right now for yeah. Islam. I don't care because he's going to beat him. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me who he fights. Says they can give lot. him the champion right now. I don't care. He's that good. So for me, um, but I thought we were going to get, uh, you know, RDA. And, and because RDA accepted the fight before, I think that that was a good one uh, for them to do. Um, but there was a little, little miscommunication in there because uh, I think that the uh, RDA wanted a five rounder, and, and I think RDA thought that uh, D, that uh, Islam didn't want to do a five rounder. Oh, okay. Islam doesn't care. He yeah, can no. do a one minute, whatever. He <laughs> don't care. He fight you. You're not gonna beat him. He, it doesn't matter to him. Nah. Do one minute, two minutes. He gonna fight you. Five rounds, ten rounds. He, he, that's what he does, you know. And uh, and RDA the same thing, you know. If someone said RDA is afraid, I'd say the same thing about RDA. He ain't afraid. None of these fighters are afraid. When were you ever afraid to fight anybody? Nobody. Yeah. That's why I just want to make that clear. Fighters aren't afraid. Things may happen, the, the miscommunication, things happen of that nature, but fighters are not afraid. You know, your, your corner may tell you you're not ready yet, or we don't want this fight for this reason or that reason, or they don't pay you enough money, or et cetera, et cetera, you know. Uh, but because you're afraid, get out of the fight game. If that's who it's you a are. business. It's a business. But, but, I'll give you an example yeah, of that. No, no, nobody's afraid. And when I fought when I fought Chris Lieben, I mean, you know Chris Lieben, everybody knows Chris Lieben, right? Uh, of course. He beat me for the championship at WC. We fought for the title, and then I wanted a rematch when I got in the UFC after Ultimate Fighter. And then we were told they turned down the fight, which they did uh, in the reunion. Uh, Dana called Joe Silva and confirmed that his camp did turn down the fight. But do you think Chris Lieben was afraid and turned down the fight, or do you think his camp <laughs> turned down the oh. fight because of a business <laughs> reason? Afraid of you? For, for sure, afraid he's not afraid of me. No, Chris was like, "Hey, Swick, yeah, let's go." Yeah, you know, sure. and if you beat him ten times, the eleventh time he feels he's going to beat you. He's, if he's yeah. a fighter, he's going to go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So let's get to the let's get to the RDA fight for for, for now. Um, how's his camp going? And I don't I don't know exactly when the fight is. So I'm I, did he start camp yet, or is he just uh, getting in? I I saw the thing, but I don't know exactly when the date is. So like, what, what's the is he in camp yet or not yet? 
Okay, originally we were supposed to be fighting in, in December oh, in wow. Vegas. That's when the tentative date was. And what ended up happening is they ended up working out a deal where they're putting them in Abu Dhabi. So uh, I was planning on going to Dagestan um, first week of September and, and staying there uh, overseas for about two or three months training Eagles uh, MMA, you know, working a lot of the fighters that I've been associated with and, uh, you know, training with Habib. So Islam hasn't, uh, you know, since he's been home, I, I don't know what he's doing. I would imagine he's like always, he's doing bark, uh, uh, dirt bike riding or something, something, something adventurous, you know, but he's, he's probably, uh, probably getting back in the gym now. I would imagine if he hasn't already been back in the gym, he's probably getting back now. Uh, but that guy is always busy doing something. He's always outdoorsy type. He's very outdoorsy. Well, let's go back. Let's go back then and, and just reverse a little bit. I assume I, I know he just had the fight. Uh, what about the last fight? Let, let's talk about that a little bit. Can you can you talk about his camp leading into the fight, uh, that strategy going in, and then how he how he did accordingly? Well, the the fight with Moses originally, we were we were gonna we were gonna do the matador type scenario where he was gonna outpoint him, stand outside, outpoint him because uh, we I because I'm the one that comes up with the game plans, you know. And I said, yeah. you know what. Moises is kind of dangerous on the ground. I think you can outstrike him. Let's just outstrike him. Let's just do that. And um, <laughs> it's the first time ever I've done this. And this is the beauty of having guys that are so god darn good. Yeah. That right then and there, I decided. You can to change fight. it. Hey, I said, hey, yeah, I changed it completely. You can I said, change hey, it. I, mean, I go, what do you think about it? just let's reverse the matador and let's go to father's plan more than anything? Because I, I really believe that Islam. Nobody can beat him on the ground. You're the only one that's been able to do anything to him ever. So, so let's just go father's plan. I think 100%. So goes he goes. Yeah, coach. I think you're right. Let's just do that. So, so we went that route. But what I'm getting at is, look, I went from the stand up, the matador type, which is hit and move, hit and move, angles, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to all of a sudden in close quarters. You know, ground and pound. You know, submission. You know, all those things. So. How good is Islam for us yeah. to be able to feel that confident that we changed the game plan? Boom, right then and there. Yeah, that's how good he is. So the camp leading up to this fight was incredible. Uh, he he, like Habib, doesn't lose rounds. No. <laughs> nobody, nobody. The only person that used to beat him was, was Habib. No, no one else has ever beat Islam. No one. No one's ever beat Islam. So, am I a great coach? Absolutely not. I have great fighters. Yeah, you so are. I can Come pick. On, I can just go, hey, man, it's like my eyes see boom, boom, boom. He's whooping everybody, boom, boom, boom. So it's like how hard is it for me to say how good he is because I see him do it. Now, I think I would be a great coach if I didn't see him. I didn't see him spar top quality guys, and, and then I make those kind of assessments. Then I'm like, wow, that guy's unbelievable. But I have I have the cheat sheet, you know, the cheat sheet, because I'm looking at it. I'm right there watching the views, and I'm going, oh. So, you know, you start crossing things out because yeah. you, you actually get to watch. Yeah. So it's, it's not fair, you know, that, that I make these quotes because I, I cheat. <laughs> I see. I see what I have. Yeah. And so t take me through the fight, like uh, in the corner and stuff like that. How, how did it go? And uh, was it what you expected? Anything anything that you didn't expect? Um, it was what I expected. Uh, he, he started off, we, we said, this is what I said. If, if you listen to uh, the corner advice, you can see we were going to stay on the outside. We we're going to stay on the outside, stay outside, stay, get relaxed, get relaxed. I felt comfortable. 
and I see the you know the fight settling like it needed to be. Then I said go. Then that's when he went into the the takedowns, yeah. and it, it worked perfect. Like you can hear me say, I tell Habib now, okay, let's go. And, and all of a sudden, there you go, boom, got taken down. And uh, you know, there from there, it was like we we realized we hit pay dirt with that because we saw uh, the Moises didn't really have much for him on the ground. He was still dangerous with the leg locks, which we knew. But, you know, and there was a point there where if Islam wasn't as proficient with leg locks, then, then he could have been in trouble. But, but you know, when he did get him in that position where it almost went, you could see Islam was going to go to the next step of defense. But, but that was, that was a good, uh, that was a good lock that he had uh, before yeah. the bell rang, you know, but again, we, we were going to get out of it. But, uh, but again, it was still, a, it was still a good attempt on Moise's part, but the, the plan went according to plan. You know, we, we, we use father's plan mostly, and uh, he worked it to a T. Now, did I expect him to submit Moises? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I, 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 I couldn't say that because that guy's no joke, you know, and submitting him, that's yeah. an achievement. And uh, the way Islam did it was very impressive. And uh, if anybody says otherwise, then, then they weren't watching that fight. Very impressive performance yeah. to thoroughly dominate a, uh, a guy that's that proficient in jiu-jitsu who's been steamrolling people uh, in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, dude, that, to get that done to him, that's pretty darn good. Yeah, and, and I think it's interesting to note, too, you, you mentioned about um, Habib beating Islam in training. Uh, I think it's good to note also that Islam is also the closest guy to beat Habib in training. So uh, to his credit, yes. you know, and then so yes. I want to ask you further from that. What is the difference between what is a major difference between, in your opinion, of Habib and Islam? Habib nationality is meaner. Yeah. He's mean. He's just like and, and he's like uh, like like Habib's like this. When he controls you, it's kind of like his whole body controls you. Right. His legs, right. his yes. toes, his arms, <laughs> everything locks on to you, you know. Islam is a little slightly different approach, but with Habib, it's just like you, you feel like every part of his body is preventing you, and he knows what you're going to do next. He's already got the counter to the counter, yeah. and he's ahead of you. So, you know, it's like uh, Habib gives you an opening, but that opening is to meet a right hand smash right to your face. Yeah. You know, uh, he is unbelievable how he controls his hips, his, his feet, everything controls you, everything. I, I've never seen an MMA fighter control people like that. Islam's a little bit smoother in how he does these transitions, but they're both unbelievable on the ground. And remember, both of them were Sambo champions yeah, both right. two years in a row, or maybe more than that. And the only reason why Islam's probably not more of a, a champion in Sambo is because I, I don't think he's competed as many times uh, for be, the yeah. championships. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, the, both of those guys are unbelievable on the ground. Um, one's a little bit more explosive, uh, which is Habib, the more explosive one, but the other one's a little, little, little smoother in transitionings. But the other one, just like a like a ball constrictor, just locks you down on everything. They both do, but one's more pronounced with the punching, and that's Habib. I think it's Dustin Poirier. I read a comment recently, and I, or or a quote from someone. I think it was Dustin Poirier that said uh, Habib's feet were like hands. It was a good description <laughs> because they really I, I are. I guess that's 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 kind of more or less what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, that he controls you with his feet also, and yeah, more like hands. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. He's amazing. All right, fellas, you want to help support the podcast? 
I know you do. All this content, all these interviews with these fantastic guests that we're putting out for you, well, now you can. And you can save 20% off and get free shipping by getting the best below-the-waist men's grooming products on the market. I'm talking about Manscaped. All you got to do is go to manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com, enter code QUICK at checkout, 20% off, and free shipping. QUICK is my nickname. It is not how you use the product. Uh, don't be silly, fellas. Come on. Uh, but Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and now they have the new Lawnmower 4.0, which is next level, the best trimmer on the market ever made. What makes it different? It has skin-safe replacement ceramic blades, controllable LED lights, wireless charging dock, and a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology, and it's even waterproof. They also have a full line of hygiene and grooming products like the Shears 2.0 Luxury Nail Kit, Crop Mops, Preserver, Reviver, and a lot more. Manscaped has everything you need to appeal to your lady friend, but don't thank me, thank yourself. By going to manscaped.com, entering code QUICK, get 20% off, get free shipping. It's a win-win for you. It's a win-win for us, and you're supporting the podcast. What was your first impression when Islam came to the gym, and, uh, and what did you think of him, and how, how did he do compared to like now? Well, when Islam first came, he was uh, super quiet, super nice, uh, and, and he seemed to want to uh, pick up the striking uh, more than Habib and working with different people, not just me. He, he was open to that idea of working with different people. So therefore, his progression in the stand-up went higher than Habib's because Habib was only loyal to me as his striking coach and his father as the, as the other coach at home. So And his father was not a striking expert, uh, and, and, and so he didn't strike with anybody at home, only me. So he didn't get to spend as much time with me on the striking. Islam, he'd go home and he'd get other guys teaching them strike because I was always at, uh, at those guys, train with this guy, train with that guy, find somebody that's a good striking guy, learn from them. Habib didn't actually do it. Islam did. Islam yeah. did. So Islam's progression and stand-up uh, was double the, the, the rate of Habib, especially in the kicking and uh, kneeing department. You know, and then actually Habib <laughs> got better at knees because he got tired of Islam kneeing the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Islam kneed the crap out of him. So next thing you know, Habib's like, man, <laughs> Habib got knee pads because I wouldn't allow these guys to... Uh, throw knees if they don't have knee pads. So Habib getting his knee pads because Islam's just kneeing the crap out of him. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's that's how all the progression came. So that's how good Islam was. He was able to adapt uh, on learning from other people. Habib was more on strict loyal, which he didn't have to be, but but that's just who Habib is. And Islam's loyal too, but he was just smart enough to let other people train him. And I know you said Habib is meaner, and that's a big description. Uh, oh yeah, dif yeah. different or different between the two. But as far as another thing, different as far as stylistically. So I guess you're, what you're saying is Islam is just more of a striker, and 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 you'd be probably from what my experience with you and, and and the team and everything, probably a little bit more lenient on allowing him to stand up and get away with striking a little bit more than uh, than when Habib was coming up because Islam took into or took up striking so much faster and sooner and got so much better at it. Correct. Correct. I, I would feel more comfortable with Islam on the stand up because he was he was at he he had he had jumped at a at a higher level. But at the very end there, the last two fights, uh Habib Habib just jumped up big time. So then then it was like <laughs> 
once Habib started kicking and, and throwing knees and, and his boxing got really good, Habib's boxing got really yeah. good. So, but Islam is at another level. What Islam still has that Habib never had as good throws, judo throws, leg sweeps, trip, leg trips. I mean, Habib hasn't, but not to the level of Islam now. I mean, you're all of a sudden you're with Islam, you're going with the next thing you know, you're flying. Yeah. You're flying. You're literally flying. Yeah. And I remember when I had uh, Islam go with Luke Rockhold and, uh, you know, and I, and I told Luke, hey, go easy with him. Don't go, go crazy. And he goes, oh, no, I'm not going to go. And so they went at it and, and uh, they went at it pretty decent. But you could tell Luke was not going as super hard. And next thing you know, Luke is flying. He, Luke is thrown. And I'm like, what the hell did I just watch? I say, Luke, did he just throw you? Luke goes, yeah, Hub. I go, Luke, did you let him? He goes, no, <laughs> I didn't let him. Yeah. I go, but I'll be ready for him next time. I want to spar him again. I go, okay. So they sparred again, and guess who went flying again? Yeah. Luke, Luke yeah. went flying again. And, and I said, Luke. He goes, yeah, I know. F that guy. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. He made him fly again. Uh, but again, you know, I have to stress, uh, Luke was not trying to take his head off. Luke was working with him. But... Luke was ready for the throws. That I will say. Luke was ready for the throws, but he still couldn't stop it because he couldn't, couldn't stop it. And I want to be clear too on on that. On when I mentioned that that you know when I was talking about Islam striking kind of through his career and as he was coming up versus Habib. Obviously, I, I wanted to definitely stress that Habib's striking is fantastic right now, uh, and it was yes. those last fights. I'm just more so talking yes. about coming up. Islam took it up faster, sooner, and and was more proficient. Yes in the process of getting to where they are right now. And how's Islam taking everything right now? I mean, he's becoming a star. He's becoming a big star. He's the number one requested guy on the podcast, which is why I think this episode is going to be really good because people are going to get something at least since it's not uh, him. But how is he taking this whole newfound kind of like stardom? And there's no doubt everyone thinks he's going to be a champion and he's getting more famous and and becoming following closer to Habib's, you know, footsteps as far as uh, what he's achieved. How is he taking all that? And and how is his mentality and and humbleness and and training and everything? Has it been affected? Uh, He's still the same guy. That's so I far, figured, hasn't yeah. affected him. He's still the same guy. He's still, he he's very nice to people. He's very quiet spoken. Um, yeah, no, he he hasn't um, he hasn't really taken that that leadership role just yet. He's he's still, you know, he's still that super nice, quiet guy. Uh, he he's, uh, but I expect really soon we're gonna see the leader come out in him, like yeah. Habib. Yeah, you know, I saw the leader in Habib much sooner. But I, I think we'll be seeing it in Islam very soon also. you know. But right now, no. He's just still real quiet. I think the torch passed. And, and with that with that group and their culture, there's such a respect. Not only is Habib the best fighter, and, and, and he was the greatest, but there's also a respect, too. And Habib was the top. He was the, the, the leader. So, he's the elder. He's the elder. He's yeah, the you elder, can't. So you can't. Superior. You can't go past him and be the the the, the big guy when Habib's around. Now no, Habib's a coach. I can see now yeah. he's passing the torch over to Islam, and I see Islam taking that role now, and I see it tra- the transition happening through these fights. And I think that's going to be the tra- what's going to happen next is going to be uh, Islam's going to become more confident, and he's going to become that leader, and he's going to become kind yeah. of like Habib, but just Islam. Yeah, correct. And also, too, like you're talking about where Habib's role as a coach now. Um, see, I'm the head coach. So when you talk to Habib about what does it feel like, Habib's going to look at you like, bro, what are you talking about? We have a head coach. Yeah, You know, it's Javier. Course. He's the head coach. I help, brother. I help. Which, in actuality, 
he kind of is like the head coach. Yeah. You know, he kind of is. He's very active. But in his in his in his mentality and his respect level, I'm the head coach. I, he's just, you know, I'm the boss. You know, and uh, but I don't use my position like that. I I I look at what I have and I work with it. Like um, uh, just real quick illustration is when I saw Daniel Cormier. And, and when he first came to me and I saw how great of a, a love he has for coaching, I was like, hey, I may be the head coach, but I can never be a wrestling coach like this. Right. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, Let yeah. him come in and do his thing. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Look when Daniel Cormier now is one of the becoming, he's going to become one of the greatest uh, coaches uh, himself in for wrestling. Sure. You know, he's an amazing coach. And now you see it. Everybody sees it. And the funny thing about DC is he's never stopped coaching. So he's went through his whole UFC career and became a double champ and is still coaching. He's never stopped coaching yeah. kids, coaching never the programs stopped. at AK. Every time I come home and I go to AK, DC's coaching. And I'm just like, yeah. while he was a champion, while he was a double champ, while he wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like he's a, he's a true coach to the core. Um, yeah. Let me ask you, when uh, – so I don't remember, and this is why I'm going to ask you this, because I personally don't even know. I remember when the guys came in. I remember when Habib and those guys came in, or Habib came in, at least I remember when he came in. What brought Islam in, and when did all the other guys show up? Did, did Habib, I know King Mo brought in, or talked uh, Habib into going to AK initially, and he came. What was the process of Habib coming, and then all the other guys showing up, like Islam and, and, and uh, Zuba, and all the original guys yeah. that came with them? Yeah, well, the process first started with Habib in 2012 and his second UFC fight mm -hmm. uh, when he was getting ready to fight. Uh, 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 what's his name? I, I, got, I forgot. Why, why am I having a brain fart? Because we're just going to forget names. Uh, it's okay. It's all right. Everyone okay. understands. His second UFC fight, he comes. Uh, King Mo said, hey, I have this uh, Muslim guy uh, from Russia that wants to come train with us. Is it cool? I said, anybody for you. Anybody that wants to come to you that can come. Mm -hmm. He came in. Habib liked it here. He trained one month with us, and and um, he, you know he came again for his next fight. He wanted to come. I go absolutely. You can come again, and then uh, it's so on. The second fight, third fight, fourth fight, he keep coming with us, and then he asked if some of his other guys can come, and I said absolutely. And, and the the people he brought with him was uh, he brought over Manap Abu Bakar, yep, his Manap. cousin, and he brought Islam and Islam Mabadov. Mm -hmm. uh, they all they all came with him on, on on the following trip when they all came together. I believe they came around 2014, and then 2015 his father came along too, and then that's around the time that Umar came, and then so on and so on and so on. But but that's how it happened. Uh, uh, originally, Islam came with the first group that Habib came with. Islam was, was part of that group. Uh, uh, no, Manap and, and, and the other Islam, both Mabadov and, and uh, Islam Makachev, both came during that time. It's amazing because like, I remember that. And when they were there, I was there in 2014-15. I fought in 2015 for Garcia, so I came in for that, that fight week. Um, and I was there in 2014 as well. And I remember when uh, Habib and the guys were there and they were staying in the hotel behind the gym and they were all shacked up and they didn't have much and they were so so simple, so humble. No. Now now Habib's the most famous Russian athlete, one of the most famous Russians in the world next to, or Russian dialects, uh, next to Putin. So it was like, it's crazy to see him come from like being all shacked up in a hotel behind the gym, uh, not having much, just doing everything he can to train and get by and be simple and and uh humble and then now he's so big it's crazy right yeah it's crazy you know i get sometimes i finish. get uh 
I get emails from from super super high profile uh, important people. They want to invite Habib to their country, and we get a lot of things like that. I mean, I never in my life got that from anybody. Only him. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, it's just royalty, kings, uh, prime ministers, presidents. You know, uh, checks. You know, all the arcs. <laughs> they all they want they want to be around him because he has that. He has the it factor like Muhammad Ali. You know, Cristiano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, th those kind of people have the it factor. Habib, in the fight world, has the it factor, and people want to be around him because he's he's all about positiveness. You know, like uh, for instance, let me give you a reason why people love him is because he's real. Okay, when when Gaji, his one, uh, you know, our one fighter fought in the Bellator event, he knocked the guy out, and and Habib was so concerned, like you know, he was so concerned for his opponent, and he was there helping him. People were like filming Habib, watching him do this with great concern, you know, and it wasn't phony. He wasn't he wasn't trying to be like for the marketing. No, he was legitimately concerned for the opponent, you know, and that's what people love him and uh, things like that, because he's real and he shows it, and he's not mm. about the flash, not about the fancy cars. He's not showing you this great car he has or this or that i mean he's he has decent stuff right but he doesn't go out there for the fast flashy stuff and people love that about him yeah and i know islam getting back to islam i know islam's funny and he pranks and he said some i, I love his i loved his past call outs that he's had he's i think he called out brock lesnar one time he called out a bunch of other people um how is it because obviously i've been away and i've been doing stuff in thailand so share some of his uh personality a little bit so people can know that he's not just serious and he's not just like a habib where and Habib's not either all serious, yeah. but they look serious. Share some insight to show that, like, what his personality is really like, because it is funny. It is really funny, but the best explanation I can tell you, and you should probably put him on your on your on your podcast, the 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 Instagram post that I did with him when he's opening up Habib's mail and he's opening up mail from fans. You should do that. Post that so people want an idea. Have it posted. It's funny. Post, yeah. post them like, like you got it for me. You got permission. Post. Post I'll, the, I'll the post videos of, of him uh, on your side, on your YouTube. Post them, and then that'll give you an idea why why Islam is so funny and why people you know should follow this yeah. guy. He has got a great personality, man. He he's really funny, and uh, show that that will tell it all right there. And me explaining doesn't do it justice. Him doing it, so I would just tell for all the fans that are, are listening to your podcast, put it on your on your YouTube channel uh some of my some of my instagram posts and uh, take whatever ones you want there's so many of them on there but i'm gonna get i'm funny. gonna do it for sure i'm gonna do it for sure to see what happens but uh yeah yeah definitely and then uh how is he under habib because i mean like like we went into this a little bit but habib's a coach now he's the fighter they were teammates but both fighting and preparing together now he's looking at habib as a coach and and he's in his corner how was he taken to that and how is that that meshed between the two uh, nothing's changed because you know something that always you probably weren't later. aware of and you weren't probably paying attention while you were fighting because you were fighting is that habib when he was fighting he still was coaching these guys he still was cornering these guys so for those guys nothing has really changed much because habib is still in there grappling with these guys and whooping up on everybody He's whooping up on all these guys to give him what, you know, because he goes, Coach, how are these guys going to know what it feels like to go with the world-class grappler if I didn't grapple with them? And I said, you know, Habib, you're 100% correct. If they, if they, they're going to know what it feels like to be uh, going up against the best ever. And you're the best ever, so at your weight. So, yeah, it would 
best for you to grapple with him because of course so that's why Habib grapples with these guys so he wants these guys uh to get a feel for what it's like and he does it with all the aka guys everybody that's within that weight variance you know not not too heavy not you know because you don't want to go too heavy guys but you know 200 pounds and under is good for Habib you know yeah. and he goes with anybody and then shows him works with them you know and yeah. uh that's what he's been doing he's always done that and and with Islam you know, uh, he 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 more than anything when he's done sparring, Habib he'll he'll corner Islam while he's sparring, even while he was fighting, and that's he's still doing that now. Yeah, yeah, I know, silly question, but you know the, the followers don't know that. Um, and then and then I guess uh, give me a prediction, give me give me give me how he's gonna beat RDA. How do you see that fight going um, without giving strategy? I, I, I just think that you know the whole plan was what I I never want want to go for a finish, just just. I want to go and take him out. So I don't know it happens, it happens. whether we're going to use the Matador plan, Father's plan, or another plan. But I, I love Father's plan. It's been it's been a hundred percent effective. Uh, I've never uh, Father's plan's O is zero, <laughs> zero yeah. L's, zero L's. So uh, you know, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean we'll go that route. But we could. And the thing is, even if we went that route, there's nobody that can stop it anyways. So uh, they can. They can do all they can. Like, oh, give me, for instance, Justin Gagey was talking about, oh, I'm wrestling with uh, with uh, Jordan Burroughs and he can't take me down. Talk da 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 da. But you know, you're wrestling with the uh, uh, Olympic, one of the best wrestlers of all time. But you're just purely wrestling. Now, try wrestling with someone that was punching you. Try wrestling with somebody yeah. that's a master at that. <laughs> it's a different story. If Jordan Burroughs was a great striker. Then try going with him and see if he can stop his takedown. I don't yeah. know if you can. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's a different yeah. story. And I knew that way back almost 20 years ago that there's a big difference between wrestling and MMA in the fighting department. You know, I had one guy that was one of the greatest wrestlers uh, of all time, you know, like four time national champion, la 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 la, had credentials for days, right? And the guy was older. I'm not going to mention names, but the guy was unbelievable as a wrestler, like one of the best, right? But when it came to striking, he was, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. He could not handle it. He could not handle it. And it was like a totally different fighter, man, totally yeah. different fighter. And I knew right then and there there's no way this guy could be a fighter because, you know, he's a great wrestler but not a fighter. So, again, I knew right then and there there's a difference between fighting and difference between wrestling. Some wrestlers can be fighters because they're fighters anyways, but not all wrestlers, you know, everybody can wrestle, but not everybody that wrestles and is a world champion in wrestling yeah. is a fighter. Uh, one person I think that I watched in wrestling, it's a woman that just won, she's the first uh, United States woman uh, that won the, uh, the, the wrestling title. Uh, oh, cool. um, she's a Mensa, whatever. I I, I'm, I'm so out of the loop on uh, that. But anyways, yeah. this, this girl is a fighter. Yeah, man, she's a fighter. Yeah, she's the first Afro Afro American uh, African American, not African, but the first black uh, woman a wrestler. She she killed it, oh. man. She was unbelievable. This girl, I think, as an as an MMA fighter, she'd destroy everybody. Nice. I mean, with time, but she would destroy. She teched everybody. Yeah, like uh, the three matches I saw her, she teched them, man. Like, yeah. wow, I was like. 10-10-0, boom, 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 done, out. No one scored a point. The first three matches I saw, no one scored. I'm sure the Olympian, uh, where she fought for the gold medal, I don't think it scored. But anyways, I'm just stressing that some people are wrestlers, and wrestlers only. Some people are wrestlers, and they're fighters too. Yeah, so uh, 
I'm definitely going to add, I'm gonna, if you can send me some footage, a couple little quick clips of, of Islam that shows his personality, I'll put them in the podcast. I'll either put them when we talked about it or I'll put them at the end. So if you guys are watching, stay to the end. We're almost done here. Um, and I'll put them in there just so people can see because I want people to have a good, good idea who Islam is from this podcast because that's the whole point of it. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. What is Islam looking to do after fighting? Because we know what Habib did or is did and is doing um obviously he's very charitable he's he's doing a lot of other stuff and then he's coaching full-time um what is islam gonna do what, what is his passions after fighting you think and i know this is way preemptive but i don't know but i i'm imagining it's going to be something to do to help his family and yeah. get him established in businesses so they don't have to worry and his relatives and his friends and then do some charitable uh, thing for people because that's what those guys do. They like helping uh, people. They don't like. They're not going to flaunt their money. They're going to use their money to help, you know. And the, but they're not going to let it be known that they help. They're just going to be quiet about it. They're, they're not going to say, "Oh, I helped this person." Look, me, me, me. They're not going to do that. Right. Uh, uh, so they do things behind the scenes. If they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. And you won't know about it. But I, I know. I happen to know that they do help. Yeah. He's going to basically follow. I mean, and as I know, Habib, Habib is going to take care of these guys and they're all going to together do business and, and do stuff afterwards and, and throughout their career as well. I, I know that. So, um, yeah, I figured that was what you would say. Um, but just to give everyone else perspective on that. So thanks for, for sharing all this input with Islam. They're going to greatly appreciate this. Everybody that's watching. And uh, if we can add these clips, if you can send me these clips on Telegram. Yeah, I'm going to send them to you. Yeah, send them to me on High Def on yeah. Telegram. I'll pop them in there. And, and here's the thing, guys. These clips that we're putting in the podcast right now, these are just a couple clips of Hav um, filming Islam that shows his personality. But please follow Hav's Instagram. Follow his podcast because he has the most... Like, if you want to know about Islam because you're watching this podcast and you're still watching right now, you obviously want to know about Islam. This is the man to get the information from and to find out everything about Islam. If you follow Hob, you follow his videos, you follow his podcast, you will know way more than what we talked about right now. Because, I mean, I, I learned from watching Hob and, and live vicariously through him and his Instagram, through all the, the gym and the guys and everything else. But you post some amazing stuff. Like, it's really, it's, 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 it's sad that more people don't see it and i know a lot of people do see it but everyone should see it because like everyone wants to know about islam and like your stuff is like very transparent to him yeah everybody likes the stuff everybody likes the the bantering between habib and i and, yeah. and you'll love islam you will love islam because Absolutely. you'll see his personality comes out and how he is such a good-hearted person and him and habib there's a i'm gonna send you a video with him and habib interacting and uh it's all related to opening each other's mail so uh, you guys <laughs> that is amazing Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the input, Hav, and uh, thanks for coming on again. 
and uh, probably two more days I'll call you and <laughs> get you, beg you to come back on again. No, I'll give you a break. This, <laughs> okay. I'll give you. I'll give you a break this time. But thanks for the input. I appreciate having you on. Good talking to you and seeing you. And I'm sorry I couldn't make it down to see you this trip. I've been swamped and I'm about to leave. But uh, we'll catch up soon, hopefully in Thailand, because the, the borders are open. So hopefully I can drag you to well, Thailand. Well, I mean, maybe if I can win one of those trips, you know, maybe leave a comment. Thailand. I heard you. I heard. I heard you giving out trips for lucky people that come in and, you know, do some nice quotes and give T-shirts and all these giveaways. All and then expense I guess paid you trips. Give away trips. Mm-hmm. You know, so hey, maybe I'm lucky and I can give you a good quote and maybe I can someone can pick my name out of the hat and. <laughs> Javier, you're going to Thailand again with your son. <laughs> yeah, leave a comment and uh, we'll see what happens. But for those of you that don't okay. know, this video does qualify. So if you haven't seen the video, uh, it's a couple videos back or whatever on my Instagram or sorry, on my YouTube. Watch it. I'm giving away all expense paid trips to uh, or covered trips to Thailand. I'm, I'm flying you. I'm paying for everything. You're a month of training, a month of hotel, a month of food, uh, a month of motorbike. Uh, transfer from the airport. I'm flying you from your home anywhere in the world to Phuket. This is happening once a month, but you win a prize every podcast. So somebody who's leaving a comment right now below us will win something and we'll announce it on the next one. Um, now we're going to announce two on the next one because, uh, you know, we did these real close back to back and we don't have, we don't have a winner yet. We don't have a winner of the MMA headlines episode that we posted last, but we're going to, we're going to announce both winners on the next podcast, which will be hopefully Paige Van Zandt in dubai so stay tuned for that and uh yeah and then if hey, leave some comments Hav. maybe they'll they'll like your comment and, and you'll get an all-expense picture of the thailand again yeah well hopefully you're not the guy judging the comments because i probably won't get there it's a few other guys because you're rich so and maybe, famous and have some of your other guys judge the comments people that are favoring me you know you're so rich and famous. You you can do whatever you want. You got private. You probably get a private jet from someone in Dubai sent to you to fly to Thailand. Uh, I'm looking. I'm trying to pick people that don't have private jets and abilities to get private jets. I'm trying to like give those guys yeah. a chance. You know, like that's. A- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think sometimes we think we can do that, and maybe I can. I don't know. No, you can. I, I don't huh. think I try. I don't think you, I try it though. You took like a seven not even a 40s you took like the biggest plane ever but like three people stop you're you got everything you want yeah that, that was crazy that was the prince's own private plane yeah i've never been <laughs> on a crazy, prince's yeah. plane before so yeah i'm trying yeah. to get people with a little less a little less networking yeah. and, and, yeah. and ability yeah. than... <laughs> well it's just just people that love habib but i'll but i want you to come out and i'll help you as much as i can to have a great trip and uh, we'll do some business and we got a lot of stuff worked out we're with live train now we're doing stuff with mickey war we're doing all kinds of crazy stuff in thailand and uh so yeah look forward to having you out thanks thanks for being on the podcast thanks for uh giving the input to islam they're going to be so appreciative and please follow javier's uh podcast look it up javier podcast on youtube and obviously his instagram he posts so much stuff it's I'm I'm so happy you post so much stuff. Like not, a lot of people don't want to post about their fighters and film them all the time, but you, you, the guys like it and you do it. It's great. It's fantastic. So thanks for doing it. Because well, I have fun. I have fun with it. Yeah, I have fun with it. So I'll, po- I'll send it to you. Okay, Are you send it to me right now, or are you texting? <laughs> this is yeah. I'm looking at. It. I'll send it to okay, you. Okay, cool. God, I thought I caught you texting the guy. I caught you texting before. This is the second time I caught Hop texting no, during my no, podcast. No, send it. I'm gonna send you what I told you I was gonna send. Gotta keep my word. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, Hob, and we'll talk soon. All right, buddy. Bye. Coach. Islam, you're late. You 
parking out there. What is wrong with you? Wow. Look at that. I'm the best. This, this is because how of many, you guys. For, how many followers? A little bit, not a lot. 100,000. But please, 100, if you guys can sign. Because of you and Chase. You deserve this. Brother. You and Chase right here. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, coach. I'm in Chase. How many? You. Uh, I think Chase's, you and Chase video, I think over 4 million. Your video did over 4 million. Yeah. What is this for sign? I need things from Why? Small bike. Oh no, these are janky ones. These are just for you to start. He wants to take them. I don't take these. You want to take them? You're a bad guy, Islam. You can't take them, okay? Look, you got these today. For you, from fans, because they feel bad for you. Why you make people feel bad for you? No. Yes, it's yours. Never. You gotta open. Never, ever. There's a lot of bullshit around. Hey, Islam, you're not the only one that gets packages here. Habib gets packages too. This is mine. What? No, what are you talking about? I'm sick, I'm not. second Brother, coach, give me this, brother. Just show me the name. Get out of here. Oh, now you gotta open the gift. And I got a lot of, uh, I, I got a lot of requests for gym address. People want to send you more, okay, more gifts. This. <laughs> what? Brother, this is my brother. Name. What? <laughs> hey, coach. What? Money. What? No way. Is Because they don't oh, know my name is like correct, that's why they say it is. Bye bye, brother. This is his name. Brother, who this guy? Who this guy? Only Tampino. Just come to Amsterdam. Time to Palestine. Size 2016. 15. Oh, he takes all my money. Coach, coach. Okay, maybe. What is it, Brian? What do you think? I don't know. It looks like a book. A book? It's oh, a book. It's a book. It's a book? Yeah, this is the Quran. The Quran? Yeah, the English version is this. Is this the? This is not the English one. This, this is, is the good, the the, the, the very good one. The, the good one. Two, two. Oh yeah, yeah, Islam is like crazy. <laughs> Let me see who. Yeah, woman, yeah. Why, why money? Why money? He got money. This is like crazy, cause. Oh wow! I never see this in my life. But one second, one second. But who's this person? How much? <laughs> But who's the, who's this person? One second. Because on now I'm rich. Let's give me the pizza. How much I have? Who's the person? Who's the person in this? One second, one second, thirty-five. We're more than at Seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars? And this one, Louis Vuitton. Wow, Louis Vuitton too. Before I use. When I learn how I read, how read, yeah. I use this from Abdullah Al Muhayya. Thank you, thank you, brother. Seven hundred dollars. Hey, give everybody money. Okay. Hey, he, can, he can buy lunch first. <laughs> hey, you gotta buy your brother's lunch now. Just, uh, you're a rich guy. 
Where are you going? Where are you going, Islam? Where are you going? Let's go somewhere. Eat together.